What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fit for Life with Anjuli podcast. I'm so excited because today I have Sarah Moore joining me. Hi. So today we are going to be talking all things comp prep, fitness journey. We'll give you some tips and tricks for those of you out there looking to start your journey, as well as those of you that are on the squad, because Sarah was actually on the squad for about two years almost. Yeah, close to that. So let's start from the very start. How did you find me? When did you even start on the squad? Um, so it was, yeah, it was probably just over two years ago when I first started on the squad. Um, I was 21 and I think I actually saw Simone posting stuff on Instagram and then I sort of went through and I found um, more of your transformations and started following you and then decided that I should sign up. Yay! And what was your main reason for choosing to sign up? Um, I sort of, I gained a bit of weight while I was at uni and went traveling afterwards and then I was in a new relationship and so I gained weight, like doing all of that eating, um, and sort of also had some health issues ongoing. Um, so I just wanted to live a healthier lifestyle and just like feel confident in bikini and just shred down a little bit initially. Yeah. So initially when you did come to me, we did a 12 week shred. Yeah. You were very, very consistent. Consistency always comes up on this podcast. And you were able to shrink down quite a lot and you got your abs out, really. And yeah. in a bikini, I'll have to share a link to your progress photos uh, in the podcast notes. But in terms of your journey and starting with me, was it your first time ever on a fitness journey? Was yeah, it pretty much was. Like, I guess I've been on a fitness journey consistently for just over two years, Um I did sort of go to the gym when I was at uni and tried to start lifting weights, but I didn't really have confidence in the gym and I wasn't following a program and I was doing fad diets and always sort of starting again on Monday and partying too much. So I never really had that consistency or accountability. Definitely. I feel like our journeys are very similar. Like I went to uni, gained some weight, went traveling, gained some more weight, <laughs> tried all the fad diets as well. So after the shred, we did a reverse diet and I do want to talk about reverse dieting. So for anyone that doesn't know what a reverse diet is, reverse dieting is simply put reversing your calories up and taking back any cardio that you were doing in order to shred. But with Sarah, luckily we didn't have too much cardio. Luckily to shred, we just had a step goal, right? So 10,000 steps. Yeah. Okay. So we did the shred, then we went into reverse diet. We ended up increasing your calories over how many months do you think it took? Was it three months first? Yeah, it was probably three months initially. Um, and then I think after maintaining for a bit, we managed to push them up higher again after that, which was amazing. Yeah, so how many calories did you get to? I think we got to around 2,800. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. So I often get people messaging me and they're like, oh, you know, I really want to get to 2,500 to 2,600 calories like Sarah or like Jess and other girls that have been on the squad. They really want to get their calories up. But you have to realize that obviously nutrition is personalized and all the calories and the work they did with Sarah was completely tailored to her and her lifestyle. Like you're really quite tall. So how many centimeters are you? 173. Okay, so to put things into perspective... 173, I'm 167, so I'm a bit shorter and I've never had my calories up to 2,800. It's an absolute dream. And even some guys, Sarah and I were talking off the podcast about this, even some guys wouldn't get their calories up to that level. So for Sarah to be able to eat that many calories and maintain shape and be able to grow is amazing, but it's also testament to your consistency. 
like 2,800 calories of straight fat and carbs without the protein or without a good balance of macros (laughs) would be very different body composition wise. So in terms of going through the reverse diet, how did you feel increasing your calories? Because obviously with an increase in calories comes like a little bit of an increase in body fat as well. Yeah, um, actually right at the start of my reverse diet, I think I actually lost weight for a little bit, which was crazy. And then um, once the scales started going back, it was a little bit difficult to sort of see them going up. But I guess I just had to trust the process and trust you and know that um, you know, it's what's right for my body and I wanted to build muscle and that does mean that the scale weight has to go up. And I suppose just focusing on non-scale victories as well. Um, not just the scales. Yeah. Oh, I love, you know, you straight up said it. If you want to build muscle, the scales have to go up. And so many people like, I want to build muscle, but they're not willing to eat more food and they're not willing to see the scales go up. And obviously it is hard to step on the scales and see them going up. And also I want to say to that, Sarah, you are a very rare case of when you reverse diet, you actually lose weight. Like, of course, in the initial stage of a reverse diet, it is common for people to either stay the same weight or sometimes decrease weight because they are still in a caloric deficit, but that's not necessarily always the case. So for anyone out there listening to this that is doing a reverse diet, do not worry if the scales are going up. You do have more food in your stomach, in your body. You'll be holding on to more water, so it is likely that the scales will go up. Do not panic. Trust whoever your coach is and trust the process like Sarah did. So fast forwarding on a little bit more, Sarah and I worked together for about 20 months and she told me her goal was to compete in WBFF, New Zealand. <laughs> the New Zealand show. So a lot has happened in the past year with everything that's happening. You were meant to be competing when? Uh, it was meant to be July 3rd, but it has been postponed to November 6th this year. How do you feel about that? being postponed initially I was a little bit upset um but now I'm actually quite happy because I can build muscle and the calories just keep increasing (laughs) which I love yeah Yeah. so how many calories are you on right now I'm on close to 3,000 now it's just amazing you guys even I am just sitting in awe like "Mm, 3,000 calories would be good (laughs) so a few key things here with Sarah so she did spend 20 months consistently on a fitness journey building healthy lifestyle habits learning about nutrition you track macros Are you you currently following a meal plan? I am on a meal plan, um, but I can make swaps where I want to. So it's good, I guess, just having that nutritional literacy that I learned through your program and learning how to make those swaps and what's in different foods and what makes my body feel good so that I know what I can swap out and I can go to social events and things like that. Yeah, definitely. The flexibility is so important and that's something I really care about with the squad. And then when it comes to competing, there's going to be a point like when Sarah does get down to lower calories when she shreds that you can't actually have as much flexibility as you want. So in terms of volume, feeling full, uh, for your shredding tips, is there any advice you have for people? Because you have shred down and you're really consistent when you shred. So do you have any advice for anyone looking to shred? Yeah, definitely. I think go for volume foods because they'll fill you up. Um, and something that I found was just like if I'm craving something, like almost just give in to that craving a little bit, but with something that's 
um, healthy or a low calorie snack or something like that that's a single serving size and easy to fit into your macros single serving size is a key (laughs) probably best if you want some chocolate not to buy a big one kilo block whether you're on a prep or you're on a shred it's just easier to have a little chocolate bar a mini one that you can just have the serving and then not have it staring (laughs) you in the face all day long awesome and then in terms of volume foods what's your go-to shredding meal um i've actually been making protein fluff a lot so it's just like um protein powder with berries and a little bit of almond milk and then you just whip it up so it pretty much quadruples in volume and it just really fills you up it's a sweet treat high in protein really yummy perfect i haven't had that in so long because so i blended like our actual blender thing's broken for it because do you use a processor or a blender I use a stick blender. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Ours is broken, but it is so good. Such a sweet treat. And then what is your go-to kind of meal now that you're on high calories? What's your favorite thing to fit in? Um, at the moment, probably pesto pasta with cheese and chicken. So good. <laughs> oh, something you could really only fit in if you are on the high calories, like all the pesto and the fats and things. Yeah. But so delicious. I'm sure you can make a lower calorie one with edamame bean pasta or something as well. Yeah, but also wouldn't hit the same as like a proper big dish. Also, we'll do a quick few questions. A favorite glute exercise will put you on the spot. Oh, probably hip thrusts. Um, I've been loving doing like heavy hip thrusts and then doing a a set at the end with higher reps and a lower weight just to get that burn at the end oh my gosh i love hip thrust yeah. yes and then favorite flavored supplement if you're yeah actually let's talk about supplements are you taking any right now um yep so i'm taking creatine i use oxy sleep at night um to help my sleep and recovery um i occasionally have oxy shred in the morning if i need it before the gym i love the kiwi strawberry one um and i also use isopep zero protein chocolate peanut butter oh my gosh so chocolate yummy. peanut butter so good yeah yes and then oxystream my favorite is definitely cosmopolitan right now oh yeah oh my gosh i'm addicted it tastes like candy especially so if you're shredding <laughs> awesome any other things you would like to share with anyone out there on their fitness journey i really put you on the spot um, in this podcast maybe a tip is just to I suppose be honest with your coach, like find someone that you can trust and then if you slip up, just try to get back on track straight away and always be honest with your check-ins and check-in consistently because if you're um, you know, having sneaky treats every now and then and you're not telling your coach, then they won't be able to help you progress. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So when it comes to talking about progress, how often are you taking progress photos on your prep? Uh, weekly. Yeah. yeah. So initially when I was on prep shredding, that was weekly. And then we've just stuck with weekly, um, after reversing and now building muscle. Awesome. So I've sort of just got into a good routine of doing it every Tuesday morning cause it's my rest day. So I go for a walk and then I, um, take my progress photos. Awesome. And let's talk about posing as well. Let's go all things competing actually, cause I'm missing this stage so much. Uh, in terms of posing, what's it like? How many times are you practicing per week? If you don't mind sharing, yeah. how long are your posing sessions? It's so hard. Oh my gosh. Cause I'm not a girly girl. So I pretty much never wear heels and I've never worn heels that big. Um, so initially for me, it was just like wearing my heels around the house, brushing my teeth, um, practicing my walk and I was doing that daily to start with 
Um, and then I sort of started introducing a little bit of posing, but to be honest, I'm so uncoordinated. Like I've never had a background in dance or anything like that. Um, so it is probably the biggest struggle for me and it is probably my biggest worry about competing. Um, but we'll get there. There's lots of time. Yep, definitely. I mean, now it's been postponed till later in the year. I think that gives you a lot of time. And I mean, it's really hard for anyone that's looking forward to anything, whether it's a wedding or a competition when it gets canceled or postponed, like postponed or canceled nearer to the show. It's just so heartbreaking, but I do think there's a silver lining in that you'll get more time to eat more food, more time to grow, more time to practice in your heels and we'll definitely have to have some posing as well in our heels. I remember my first comp 2017. I'd never, I was exact same. I feel like our journey is so similar, (laughs) but I had never really worn high heels. I would practice up and down in the kitchen. I'd wear them all around the house until I could pretty much balance a book on my head without oh my the book falling off. Like I practice with a book on my head um, to, yeah, <laughs> to hold my shoulders back and practice that. And I mean, after uh, time and time again of practicing you really it just becomes second nature and now I love it yeah but it does feel like a workout and I feel as if it hurts your back yeah your so much back. from like arching your back to pose so for anyone that kind of watches anyone that competes in the WBFF or IFBB and you look at these competitors and you think oh you know what I want to do that I think it's really important to know how much hard work goes into getting to the stage it's not only you know sticking to a meal plan or going to the gym to work out it's actually so much more than that it's making sure that you're going to the physio to keep your body in alignment it's making sure that you're recovering by sleeping enough and eating enough you're spacing out your protein throughout the day you're taking any kind of supplements you need to help maximize that recovery and then also the posing it comes into play so much when you step on that stage you could have the best body up there but if you don't know how to showcase it the judges aren't going to see that and it it does play a massive role especially in the WBFF they always talk about your presentability and your marketability when it comes to judging so making sure that if anyone out there is on a prep make sure that you don't leave posing to the last minute it's something that you shouldn't go really a day without thinking about and when I did mine in 2019 I stepped on stage I remember I wasn't nervous I wasn't shaking I'd already done that a hundred times over in my head every single day so amazing yeah so hopefully this podcast gives you a little bit of inspo for your prep over the next few months thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing your tips thank you yes (laughs) bye